Welcome. Good afternoon, everyone. Once again, welcome to another live broadcast. This is Isaac Phillips and Kintola. I want to especially welcome you to another session of this uh, teaching that we've been looking into. We've been dealing with uh, the nature and, and character of how to you know, walk in what is called the prophetic spirit. We've been looking at some of the very foundational you know principle in engaging i mean our spiritual nature and as we grow in that you know spiritual understanding we step into what is called amen the prophetic ministry thank you so much uh, my dear brother melvin for connecting this afternoon all right i want to also welcome everybody that will be joining us this afternoon it's my pre uh, pleasure to invite you once again all right, as we enter this class, as we look into the heart and mind of God, as we allow the Spirit of God, amen, to speak to us in, in relating to that which we need to understand and that which we need to really, you know, apply within the structures of, you know, the development of, you know, God's intentions for our life for this brand new day, which we say, amen, is prophetic by nature. All right. And I think that is, uh, you know, something the Lord has been emphasizing for a while that our footing into the prophetic ministry, amen, it's, it's, it's important all right, that we don't just jump into, you know, the concept of functioning, wanting to function without understanding, amen, the process of the formation, all right, before function comes formation. So we've been, we've been dealing with formation for a while. Thank you so much, my dear brother Gilwa, for connecting once again, all right, really appreciate those of us that are connecting again. We, we dealt with, uh, um, uh, you know, a session, session 19, you know, some about two, two, three hours ago. All right. So this is more like, you know, a continuation of that which we looked into. This morning, the Lord really spoke to us going back to the issues of, you know, foundations, the issues amen, of fu fundamental truths, things that we will not really, you know, want to focus on, things that we will, you know, uh, uh, push aside or we will not even give attention to. The Lord, once again this morning, dealt with that. And I, I believe one of the reasons why the Lord, you know, kept leading us back to foundations, fundamentals, amen, you know, our, our footings is because, you know, the found many of the things that has been built in the name of ministry, in the name of the prophetic, has been misinformed, have been mis mis misdirected. And therefore, when you ask people today what they what they know, what they understand about the prophetic, you will discover that their ideology and their general, you know, a, a belief system in terms of the prophetic is totally, you know, out of order, is unbiblical. So one of the things that we are seeing that the Lord is emphasizing, I mean, this is not my, my doing as much as I want to be able to lay, you know, the right foundation and, you know, see us grow within the right spiritual framework. But we keep seeing the Lord bringing us back. It's just like, it's like I cannot just move on. All right. This is, this is almost, you know, a hundred page of material and I'm stuck in, you know, in a, a, a page 20, 20, 26. So you can see that we, we seem to have a long way to go. But like I said, we're just... We're not in a hurry to just want to run and just want to start flying. We want to take things, amen, you know, on a gradual stage, precept upon precept, line upon line. If we have a solid, I'd rather you have a solid foundation. I'd rather have a solid foundation, amen, than to have this knowledge about the things of God that I cannot apply. What good is knowledge if I don't know how to apply it, all right? What good is the best, you know, uh, uh, um, Let's let's give an example. What what good is having iPhone 11? 
if I don't know how to use the basic, you know, concept of, you know, uh, of, you know, of a smartphone. You understand? I mean, and that's what many people are, are into. We want the best. We want the latest. We want the most, you know, uh, expensive phone. But we don't even know how to use them. The basic things that we're supposed to do with the phone, we don't know. This is the same idea, amen, that can be applied to, you know, the things of the spirit. We want, you know, some powerful revelation. We want to step into some deep things. But the basic foundation that ought to guide and lead us, that ought to define our spiritual growth into those things, we don't have them. And so we, we, we continue to parrot a sense of, you know, this is what God is doing, you know, but the basic thing that allow us to be able to function and work in, 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 in our interaction and interconnect and in our co connection with the things of the spirit are not there. So I believe that if we go back and really begin to look at those foundation and correct, like I was sharing, you know, early, you know, early today, the scripture says, if the foundation be destroyed. So I mean, I'm asking myself, I mean, I've asked myself this question sometime past. How do you destroy the foundation when the house is already built? I mean, that means that this is this is this is a disaster that cannot be correct. You you have to pull down the, the whole house. If the foundation be destroyed, the question is what can the righteous do? I mean, you, you're gonna suffer, you're gonna suffer loss because you have to, you know, foundation, you cannot correct foundation. Foundation is like is it's not like you know, you're building a house, or after building the house, you see a crack, or you know, you see a crack on the wall, and then you quickly fix that. You can pull down the wall and put a you know, put a new wall back there. Foundation is not like that. If you're gonna deal with foundation, guess what? You have to really pull down the entire building. And of course, that is what is happening today. That's the reason why we see certain, you know, ministries, certain people, all right, you know, you know, God is shutting them down because the foundation was wrong. Some people will argue, but can't you see how big, can't you see how tall this building is? But they say, sorry, this is a waiting disaster. This is a waiting disaster. You have to fix the foundation. If you don't fix the foundation, amen, you are just defiring, amen, the day of, the, the day of destruction, the day, amen, of, 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 of disaster. So I want us to really deal with this issue of foundation. And so please pardon me if I continue to, you know, emphasize on the same thing. Because sometimes it takes a while as humans, like we said this morning, if, if certain, you know, belief system has been formed in us, it takes a while. It takes a while for God, amen, to really knock off that belief system. All right. They say for us to be able to pick a truth and information, they said it takes about 21 days, 21 days to continually hear that thing again and again and again before that thing begins to sink in, before you begin to pick, okay, before your body system start adjusting, amen, to what you have heard, before change start taking place they said it takes 21 days can you see the mistake we make and we just believe that okay i can just listen to this thing once and then i know it come on we lie to ourselves that's why when challenges come we find ourselves going back to our default we find ourselves going back to fear many of us are used to fear we're not used to faith so when there is challenge what do we do we run back to our default which is which is to be afraid all right so if we want to walk by faith amen instead of fear we have to constantly amen you know engage 
things, principle in the word of God that allow us to deal with amen, the, 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 the building of the structures of faith within our, our, our spirit. Things, the things of God don't work, you know, like this. You know, you just wave a magic wand and then suddenly there's a change. No, the things of God are not magical. The things of God are based and built on principle. Principle. That's why the, th the things of God are established, amen, to work as system. System you have to build. System you have to build. The things of the spirit, amen, works via system. If, if, you, if, you, if you understand certain principles in the word of God, I can assure you that you can predict certain things that will happen. Just by understanding the ways of God, amen, his, his dealings, his speakings, the way he has dealt with people and how he's speaking. If you study the word of God, you can predict, amen, actions, you can predict, amen, you know, motives. You can, you can predict a lot of things without even you saying, you know, you're baptized with some prophetic, you know, uh, anointing. No, just by studying. Just by studying. Just, that's why they gave us the word. To study. Why do we study God? They say, they say study to show yourself. Approve. What do you study? You study the ways of God. You study the character. The values of God. You study the protocols. Amen. As we study God, we can also study amen, how he defines church. How he defines amen, the operations of his kingdom. We can study the nature of the Holy Spirit. We can study amen, Jesus Christ. Amen. All of those things are supposed to be fine faculties that we ought to be studying so that when we, when we are dealing with life we can then draw from that well from that position amen of of spiritual depth you know that's why certain things you know you, you you can't you can't talk me out of them because i have studied in that area all right i'm a professor in that area of my life i may not know other things but there are certain things that i have come to know about the ways of god about the speakings of God, about the dealings of God, because I've seen that thing over and over and over and over. Have you noticed that the what God desired to see in the life of one person is the same thing he desired to see in the life of you know someone else? Is the same principle of redemption, is the same desire of transformation, is the same process, amen, of 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 if you will, of reformation that God wants to see, is the same counsel. What God wants to see happen in South Africa is what he wants to see happen in Nigeria, is what he wants to see happen, amen, in 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 uh, uh, in in the Arab world, is the same thing he wants to see happen in Europe is the same thing wants to see happen in Asia all right in terms of transformation empowerment development all right if those things are well established then using us becomes unique God then can use us the way he wants to use us, the way if you know he sees fit all right so we have to understand that there are two ways to the things of God all right there is first the establishment amen of the right footing Alright, the way God will use, you know, something if it's well established, if it's well footed, amen, in his in his in his in his character transformation is the same way, is the same demand, amen. He will require of David. That's the same demand he will require of Paul. He will require of you know someone else. The, the pattern has not changed. The pattern of human transformation, the pattern of us reflecting the nature of Christ. You know, the nature of Christ is what allows the Holy Spirit. 
Have you noticed that the, 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 the things of God are done, amen, systematically, all right? We saw Jesus Christ, amen, taught his disciples, gave them value, standard, amen, principles, culture. When he established that, he said, tarry in Jerusalem, all right, until the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit does not fall on, amen, a, 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 a life that is not aligned to the values, to the nature, to the characters of God, amen. The Lord does not baptize our flesh. The Lord does not baptize our mistake, amen. The Holy Spirit does not come on our ignorance. God doesn't reflect, amen, his power. When the Bible says in the last day, God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. You've got to understand that all flesh, that all flesh first must come under the principles, the training, the, I mean, why will God be pouring out his spirit on people who doesn't value Value, value is standard, value is ways, value is principle. That will be a waste. That is like pouring, amen. You know, the things of God in an old wine skin. It doesn't work. That's a principle in the word of God. I hope I'm making sense again this afternoon. You see, the Lord is flogging this thing again. So we have to understand that there are two ways in engaging the things of God. The first aspect has to do with, amen, the, the reformation, the transformation, amen, the, 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 the redemption, amen, of our life. That is the first aspect, amen, of our engagement with the things of the Spirit. I have to yield myself. I have to yield my, 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 my life. I have to surrender. I have to become obedient, amen, to his ways, you know, obedience does not require an anointing. Obedience requires a submission. <laughs> All right? Obedience requires a submission, you know, a following. You know, Isaac had to follow his father to the place, amen, of sacrifice, amen. You, you have to become that, that, that lamb that is led to the slaughtering ground, amen. You have to yield. They say obedience is better than sacrifice. We want to step into sacrifice while we have not obeyed. So it becomes problem. It becomes problematic for, for God to want to use somebody that is rebellious. For somebody, you know, you, you want God, God use me, God use me, God, God, you just use me. God I want to use you, but I need you first to die. <laughs> I'm going to use you, but I need you first to surrender and submit. I need you first, amen, to yield to my ways. Now, if you want power, you, sh you should be asking God, give me the power to surrender. Not power to become, you know, an apostle. Not power to become a prophet. No, no, no. Give me the power, amen, to become obedient to your voice. Give me the power to deal with the issues of sin. Give me the power to deal with my ignorance, to deal with my selfishness. Give me the power, you know, to, to bring myself to the cross. Give me the grace that when I'm crucified, I, I should remain there and wait there until the third day. Now that I'm crucified today, tomorrow I force myself out of the cross. I say, ah, this, this, this cross thing is too difficult. No, 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 no. All right. So, God, let's bypass this cross. I've died the first day, second day. Let's leave the third day. Let's move to the next day. Let's move to ascension. They say, but you have not completed the, the death of the cross. The death must be three days. Hello? Are you getting the point that I'm making? It, is, that, is that simple? We need to understand. What, the Bible says, oh man, you know what the Lord demands of you. So, but you see, our problem is we want to jump. We want to jump. We want to shun the things of God. No, no, I've done, I've done. <laughs> Remember uh, uh, Saul. Saul said, I waited, I waited, I waited. I waited according to the time, Samuel, that you gave. When I didn't see you. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I allow my flesh to kick in. When I didn't see you, I decide to do it by myself. Now, in the things of God, we're not allowed to do that. 
are you getting the, the principle? We're teaching principle this morning, this, this afternoon, friends. These are principle things. In fact, the entire word of God is a principle. So if we if we shun and shunt the principle, it delays the process of God turning up in our life. It delays the process of God amen, showing himself strong on our behalf. It delays how God moves in our life. That's the, that's the principle that Jesus taught us. Have you noticed that Jesus began his ministry at the age of 12? The, the parents said, no, it's not time for you to do that. Amen. The Bible says, and the child submitted to his parents. We have to surrender and submit to the dealings of God. Listen to this. There, and the reason why we, 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 want, to, we want to run ahead and, and jump into the realm of power is because we are insecure. Like I've said earlier on, era, is because we are insecure. We think the expressions of power. Once one defines that we are approved. Secondly, we believe that that's what makes us, you know, some very important, you know, a, a, a guru, you know, prophetic guru. All right? That, uh, did you see the way I just wave my hand and the people just move? When we look at people moving because somebody waves his hand, some and other four, we look at that and we... we there's a word I'm looking for. <laughs> Not just one that power. Mm, there's a word I'm looking for. It's, it's here, but I can't just pick the word. All right. We, 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 we begin to lost. That's the word. We lost after that power. Now, look, look, at, look, at, look at what the devil did to Adam and Eve in the garden. The devil said to them, Satan said to them, the Lord knows that the day, that the day you eat of this thing, not only would your eyes be open, he said, you will be like God. You will be like God. You will be like God. Excuse me, were, were, were they not already like God? You see, but because Satan found something, all right, in his, in his, in his discussion with, with, with Eve, all right, when, when Lucifer was discussing with Eve, he noticed Satan picked something that this woman seemed to be insecure. This woman seemed to be, you know, to be curious, but the curiosity, there's nothing wrong with being curious. Because she said, you know, the Lord said we must not touch. We must not even come there, nor touch this thing. So there was curiosity. So what would, I, what would happen if I touch this thing? And, you know, many of us, we have that sense of curiosity. Curiosity is good, but we must know where to draw the line. Because sometimes our curiosity is because we, we want... We want to know something to add as a knowledge. Oh, I, I don't know if somebody's going to get what I'm talking about, but I know that I'm, I know that I'm saying something very profound. All right, we, we we know that if I if I have a better knowledge than you know than you, if I know something you don't know, then I have I seem to have an edge over you because we believe that having knowledge and having power puts us ahead, gives us a kind of you know a, 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 an authority and influence. You know, and we don't we don't we take delight in that when you know two people are arguing and and you 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 show that you know something and the other person you know uh, uh, says but no you are you're, you're wrong and you continue to say but i'm right and you you go as far as proving that you're right and the person finally say that oh but you're right did you see the kind of joy that we derive to prove that i'm right you are wrong because that's part of the inherent inher in inheritance of our fallen nature we 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 take delight all right in, in improving to be superior improving to know better and this is where many many leaders all right have have shot themselves at their foot because even while we're we're declaring and preaching okay we declare and preach from a position of i'm better than you you will never be able to get to this level in fact you can't know these things so the day somebody begins to <laughs> 
God help me. The day one of your members or one of your followers begin to show a sign of a better knowledge, even than you, that person becomes your enemy. That is Saul against David. When Saul realized that David knew something, David was able to kill an enemy, an enemy that he could not kill. What, 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 was, what was Saul trying to do? Now he's trying to use his position as the king to, to pin David to the wall with a javelin. Ay, ay, ay. That's a powerful one. Come on. Now Saul wants to kill David because David has proven that I can do something that you cannot do. Even though you are the king. I wish, I wish this is a church. I wish I'm preaching now. This, this sounds like, you know, preaching, but I don't want to preach. I want, you know, Saul, Saul, Saul looked at David and said, but you're just a lad. You're just a boy. You are not supposed to know this kind of thing. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me. You understand, friends? You, you're a child. You're a boy. You're just a lad. You're just a young boy. You're not supposed to know this kind of, you're not supposed to have this kind of a power to kill a Goliath, to kill a Goliath. You're just a boy. So, so, so Saul will do everything within his power. Did you see how Saul began to deploy his power to try to kill David? There was nothing wrong that David has done. David just tapped into something that Saul was not, was not aware of. I'm still talking about the prophetic. Because you see, all of the things that we're talking about is exposing. If you have a wrong motive to want to tap into the prophetic, this will expose you. This will bring you to you. This will help you to deal with things. Because you've got to ask yourself, why do you, why, why do you want the prophetic gift in your life? What is the purpose of you searching and seeking for the prophetic? Why? Why do you want to be able to prophesy? Why, why, can't, you be, why can't you be satisfied amen, with just the word of God says? Why would you want to, you know, tap into something in, 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 a, in a different realm, amen, that you don't even have a word foundation to back? Oh, come on. I wish I can say this to the nations. I wish I can, I, I mean, people across the globe can be listening to me because this will set a lot of people free. Many people in searching for the prophetic have entered into the spirit of divination. That they have stopped, they've, 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 they've exposed themselves into all kinds of spirit because they are searching for something that they, don't even, they are not even aware of. Or they are partially aware of it. In fact, it is more dangerous to be partially aware of something than to be completely ignorant. I rather prefer you to be totally ignorant than to have half knowledge of that thing because half knowledge makes you look lukewarm. And that is the place where the devil strikes the most. Are you getting the point that I'm making? That we have to probe deep into our heart, deep into our life. So knowledge is, knowledge is important in the things of the spirit. But there is nothing wrong in us saying, I don't know it. I need knowledge. Because motive is important to how God reveals things to us. There are certain things God will never reveal to us. There are certain things God will keep from showing us until we grow to a certain level, until we grow to certain, you know, understanding. Then they begin to show, show us or pump other things that it needs to pump into our life. Or else, all right, knowledge can imagine you give you give knowledge, amen, to a young person, you know, young, young believer, young, you know, young Christian. You know, young Christian, they like revelation. They, you know, young Christian, they, because re revelation gives them a sense of, you know, 
arrival. It gives them a sense of power. You know, young people love power. We love power. That's why if that thing is not adventurous, if that thing is not, you know, steering your adrenaline, if that thing is not pushing you to the edge, young people, are they, 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 they don't want anything to do with it. That's where they're leaving those traditional church. And those tra tra traditional church, they're beginning to realize that, wait a minute, we are no longer attracting the young people. So, you know what they do? They say, okay, we have something called Friday night. And the Friday night, they, they can't handle it. Because what the young people, amen, want to do, they want to do their own thing. But these people are clueless on how to handle, how to deal with the young people. So you lose them. You lose them to, to their own ways. You lose them to their own rebellion. You lose them to their own voice. Because, you know, all these so-called men of God have not developed, you know, in, in, the, in, the, in the ways of the Spirit to know how to deal with people at various levels of their, you know, of their engagement, even in the things of the Spirit. All right, so 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 let's go back to Saul and David. You know, Saul will want to kill David because David, 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 a young lad, kill a giant, kill a giant that nobody in the army, amen, of you know, of 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 you know, of Israel could dare, you know, approach. David killed the guy, you know. Ooh. I mean, it's like David made a, made a mess of all their military training. David just came, killed Goliath, you know, used Goliath's sword to chop up his head, took Goliath's, you know, head and go present it to Saul. And Saul could not just take it. I wish somebody in my army, I killed this guy. No, this, no, this guy was just a shepherd boy. This is a lad. His father sent him to bring milk, cheese and bread to his brother on the battlefield. And I mean, he, he took the show. He took, he took the day. He won the day. David. <laughs> now, when you have that kind of an attitude that you cannot see David rise up to the occasion, something is wrong with you. Yes, you are dysfunctional, you are insecure, and you are a destructive leader that will do everything to stop your people from growing. Listen to this, friends. My desire is that all of the people that are following me, that are, in fact... The, those who know me before will tell you it is my desire that all of them should know better than me. It has always been my desire. When I'm praying for my children, I pray for them that they will know better than me, that they will do better than me. All right? It is, it is the glory of a father, all right, that his children know better. That doesn't mean that they are wiser than him. No, but I want you to know better than me. I want you to be able to do 10 times better than what I have done. Yes, because that's, that's part of my glory. That's where I get, that's where I derive joy from. When I, you know, when I, when I sit down and I listen to my children speak and they're like, wow. You know, I've entered that realm now where my, my son is trying to correct me. <laughs> I said, okay, uh, uh, Samuel, teacher, you, uh, you, you continue. To, okay, you are my teacher. I want to learn from you. Teach me. Teach me. I want to learn. You, you, you understand? You must never feel so insecure that people, you know, beneath you or under you, all right, no, no, no better than you. No, you're, the, the reason why you're imparting their life is for them to grow, is for them to have a better understanding. So, you see, so the prophetic deals with all of this character nature in our life. It, it goes deep into the, the dysfunctionality of our life because like I keep saying, I'll repeat it again, God is not going to anoint our flesh. God is not going to anoint, amen, our stupidity. God is not going to anoint our dysfunctionality. God is not going to anoint our insecurity. He's not going to anoint, amen, our fear. He's, he's not going to anoint, amen, our, our, our witchcraft. No, God is not going to anoint, our. he's never going to anoint our manipulation. And guess what? There's no better way to ma manipulate people than to use the gift. 
than to use the gift of God. Oh, come on. I said there is no better way and it, it works both ways. You know, you, you can use your own gift. Your gift can be the gift of money to try to manipulate the man of God. That Well, if you don't, if you don't succumb to my ways and, and preach what, I will, what we like to preach, we're not going to support what you're doing. We're not going to give to you. You understand? That's, 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 that's using one gift. All right, and it could be the man using his own gift. Don't you know I'm a prophet? Don't you know I'm the apostle? Don't you know I am the bishop? Don't you know I'm? And you can use that office and that big gift, all right, to oppress and to succumb the people, to bring the people to com to compel the people to to submit to you. That itself is an abuse. So abuse is two ways. It's not only the man of God abusing the people. The people also abuse the man of God. Come on, talk to me. The people too. Amen abuse the man of God okay we've got the resource all right we use the power you know we use we use the power of community all right you call your friends you call everyone you say well well today we're not going to church friends why don't we come and meet in my house <laughs> while the man of God has sprayed up waiting for everybody to come to church amen unless far nobody's showing up because they decide to show rebellion that they're not coming to church all right because they want to compel the man amen to do what they want him to do yes they do that i told you about the man of god that i, I used to know in johannesburg all right and when i came to, i mean they've got a big church and, and i said but what what's going on with your intercessory group he said no 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 man of god uh, I, I had to shut down the intercessory group i said you how do you shut down an intercessory i mean people come to pray he said he, he he laughed he said you don't know these people these people are using their their office to 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 manipulate and you know you know intercessors they do that all right. They know that they cannot bring dossier the Lord directly to the man of God. All right. So you bring dossier the Lord to him while you're praying. They say, sister, come pray. So the sister used that period or that platform, amen, of prayer, amen, to begin to pass a message to the man of God. Meanwhile, you're supposed to just go straight to him and say, this is what the Lord is saying. No, but because you feel the man of God is not going to give you the platform. So you use your so-called intercessory group and office, amen, to, you know, to speak. To want to correct, to compel the man of God. Now your intercessor, your intercessory grace or ministry, amen, cannot override, amen, a, a person, a leader that God has placed in charge. No, if it's not working and if he says he doesn't want it, all right, the best thing you can do is to leave the church, amen. Don't stay there and create problem. Hallelujah. Even if the man of God, amen, has gone cuckoos, leave the place. Simple. Because if you create amen, rebellion in the house, guess what? God, even if the man is wrong, God is going to use, God is going to judge you by that rebellion that you've created. It's important that we, we, we give a balance to, so we can manipulate each other, you know, and, and this is the reason why you, you're having this platform to bring a balance. Amen. God is using this platform to bring a balance. Let's, let's not begin to look at the ministry gift, particularly the prophetic, amen, as a stone. The, the, the gift of the ministry is not a stone to throw at each other. It's not a place, amen. It's not a sword that we use to fight each other, amen. Ministry gift are designed for the edification, the building up, hallelujah, of the corporate church. And we must understand the operations because if you have a wrong attitude, you have a wrong spirit, you have a wrong foundation, amen, whatever is given to you in the name of, amen, you know, the ministry gifts, spiritual things, you are going to turn that thing to a weapon. Oh. You are going to turn that thing to a weapon. 
This is the reason why there is division in the church, in the midst of gift. That's what happened. Come on, don't say, what are you talking about? You check the book of Acts of the Apostle. The book of Acts, there was gifting in the house, but there was division. There was suspicion. Amen. <laughs> it, it's, it, you, you have the Paul group, then you have the Silas, then you have the Peter's group, then you have God knows group. Everybody's divided. You understand? There is no unity. There's no oneness. God doesn't walk in the midst of division. And division starts, like I said this morning, division starts with the wrong foundation. Division starts, amen, with the, with, the, with the ungodly, perverted environment that has shaped our belief system. We come with division, amen, from somewhere. And that's why, listen to this, the church is like a marketplace. We all come to church, we all come to the market. But the thing is, once, once we come like that, we should have, amen, a well-defined kingdom value system, amen, via training that must compel us, amen, to submit, to surrender, amen, to the values of God, which most time are done by accurate biblical teaching. Not teaching that will make people love your church. No, 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 no. A teaching that will make people grow in the ways of the Lord. In the ways of kingdom. Alright? Kingdom is the melting point for spiritual development. Kingdom is the melting point, amen, for spiritual development. If you are developing, training people, discipling people outside the parameters of the nature and the values and the culture of the kingdom, you turn them to a glorified Pharisee. You become a glorified Pharisee. Yes, you've been trained, but you were trained to see through the lens view, amen, of your, your, your pet doctrine, your church pet doctrine. You train them, amen. Many of us have been trained, all right? Yeah, that, that's why we have all kinds of denomination, all right? It's not like we didn't go through training. We were trained, but we were trained in the wrong thing. We were trained, amen, with the wrong values. We were trained, amen, not from kingdom. You see, when is kingdom, it becomes holistic. You see, when is kingdom, your church can interface with my church, amen. You can interface with somebody else. When is kingdom, amen, there are no division. When is kingdom, there are no walls. When is kingdom, come on, there are no, uh, 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 that, that network and this network. When is kingdom, you know, church don't fight each other. Men of God don't fight each other. Brand Brethren don't fight each other when it's kingdom. People from my church can go assist people from their church. That church can come hallelujah and make things work for us when we're suffering in that area. When it's kingdom, we cover each other. When it's kingdom, hallelujah, we support each other. When it's kingdom, we don't think of money first. We don't think of who, who is going to get the glory first. When it's kingdom, remember the Bible says the church in Acts 13, they were together worshiping the Lord. With fasting, then the Lord spoke. The Holy Spirit spoke, separate to me, Paul and Barnabas, for the job, for the work that I have what called them. People can be called together. Today, ah, oh, <laughs> that's a trouble. So who's going to be the head? Who's going who's gonna to lead? You see, we're still preaching church. We're preaching our own denomination and we call it kingdom. And that's why things amen, are not working. The grace that ought to flow from me into your life cannot flow because they've told you Isaiah Philip amen, does not believe in what we believe. They've told you Isaiah Philip uh -uh, doesn't want to assist. Isaiah Philip has this, you know. And so even before I open my mouth, you already have an idea. You already have a bias. You already have a prejudice about me. And so <laughs> you, you cannot receive from me. That's what the devil, amen, has done to the body of Christ. So even if we are functioning in the prophetic, amen, the prophetic operates through the lens view of our myopic, limited, traditional belief system. The same with our apostolic In fact, most people that are into 
occultism, they're very good, you know, they're very good in the area of teaching. The only thing is they select what they teach. <laughs> oh, I love this. The only thing is they select the and pick what they want to teach. Like the Jesus, the 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 the, 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 the Jesus of the Latter Day Saints. Have you have you have you heard of those guys? They're one of the richest. I think, in fact, after the Catholic Church, I think they are the second most richest religious system outside Islam. They are very influential. But guess what? They, are, they teach. I mean, they, they have sound, sound teaching. But those sound teaching are based on what they want their members alone to know. They don't teach the whole council. They do not teach the whole council. Any church that does not teach the whole council of God is a cult. Let me repeat what I've said. Because before you said, what did you say? Let me repeat it. Any church or any group or any fellowship that does not teach the whole council of God. I've heard people say, oh, Isaiah Philip does not believe in prosperity. That's a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> I believe in prosperity. I believe in financial prosperity. I believe, amen, in every form of prosperity. What I do not believe, amen, is to make prosperity teaching the main teaching, to make it the first teaching. What, what I do not believe and what I will never, amen, encourage or preach, amen, is to see money first as the definition of prosperity because money is not the definition of prosperity. <laughs> So any church that does not teach the full council, the full council. What do you mean by the full council? The full council, amen, is the, is the entire, you know, ministry, is the entire teaching, amen, that speaks of, amen, the entire character, the entire nature, the entire doctrine, the entire life, amen, the intentions of God that brings that out to the people, clear and, you know, and, and plain. You teach everything. You, you know, we, we can talk about so many things. You know, when we talk about doctrine, we can talk about so many things. You understand? But when when you teach people that this is the entire counsel of God, sometimes the entire counsel of God, amen, will work against us. But that's fine because the gospel is not about us. The gospel is about representing him. You didn't hear me. The gospel is not about us. The gospel is not to fit us. The gospel is not, amen, to, to fit me. No, you have to fit into the gospel. You see, did you see the two ways? Remember, we're going back now to, to Isaiah, Isaiah, you know, uh, it's Isaiah 55. My ways are not your ways. You understand? Let, let me go back to that scripture again. Isaiah 55, you know, 8, nine, uh, uh, eight and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. My ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than they are, so are my ways higher than your, your ways. So are my, my, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thought than your thought. Those are two schools of thought. Those are value systems. You understand? If we pick things, if we teach things from the vantage view, amen, of God's thoughts, of God's ways, you understand? Certainly, it will, it will, it will challenge people teaching things, training things, amen, teaching prophetic from their own ways. Because today the prophetic is about how we can use it, amen, to, to be rich, to enrich ourselves. How we can use it, amen, to, to advance our own thing. How we can use the prophetic to build our own church, our own ministry. And then we call it kingdom. Come on, who is fooling who? <laughs> You've got to understand, amen, that we can teach the word of God from the lens view of man, from the lens view, amen, of the outer fle flesh, from the lens view of the first day, the outer court. 
And yet we can teach the same thing, amen, from the lens view of the kingdom of God, from, from the holies of holy. I told you, you know, earlier today that we can teach things from, from the holies of holy, from the vantage point of the holies of holy. Perspective changes from that point. And we can teach things, amen, from the outer court that is left for the Gentiles. They said, leave the, leave the outer court for the Gentiles. So people who are teaching things from the outer court, you know, they are the friendly user church. Just bring them. Bring them in. God said everybody must come, but when they come, they must submit to what is called the values and the principles of the kingdom. No, but we leave that because when we talk about that, then we say, no, we, we, we'll scare them away. we drive them away. Have you heard people say things like that? No, you can't be talking about those things. People are going to leave. <laughs> you don't understand. People, people who make such statements is because they do not understand that God has planted eternity in every art. No matter how powerful, how rich, how influential that man is out there, something on the inside of him is crying for his maker. So if you look at what he has, you look at his, his business, you look at his name, all right? you look at his, his fame, his position, you look at the mansions he's built, you look at his jets, you look at you know, his conglomerates, and you look at all that and you say, now, nah, this kind of man, you cannot begin to talk about the deep things of God because he will not understand. You are, you are the most blind person. Are you getting the point that I'm making? Because even the rich people, I, I mean, I, I'm sure everybody's seeing it right now. <laughs> even the rich are beginning to realize, wait a minute, this God thing, I, I think we miss something about God here. <laughs> because their money, they, there's nothing they can do again. You, you're rich, but you, you know, you're grounded. So they, God is bringing the world system to realize that, hey, you need me in your life. There's nothing wrong in being rich. You can, you can, you can have 10 jets and, and still love God. You can have, amen, 20 jets, amen, and, stu, and still be pursuing the things of God. Hallelujah. You, you, you can be seeking. You can be seeking for God, amen. And the Bible says King Ezekiah. The Bible says that as long as King Ezekiah sought the Lord, the Lord prospered him. And in, back in those days in the Old Testament, when the Bible talks about prosperity, the Bible is talking about gold. The Bible is talking about silver. Amen. Pro, you know, you, you, you're wealthy. Abraham was a wealthy man. Abraham was one of the most well, wealthiest, amen, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, icons in the scripture. Abraham was one of the most wealthiest men in the, in the, in the, that ever lived the earth. But yet you will never see where Abraham, hallelujah, you know, you know overexposed his wealth. In fact, he said, to, he said to his nephew, he said to his nephew, he said, so, uh, Lord, let's not fight. Over, over wealth. Let's not fight over wealth. All right. If you go left, I will go. I will go. I will go right. If you go right, I will go left. Lift. Abraham was saying to his nephew, "Look around. Make your choice. Make your choice. Make your choice." The guy lifted his his eyes. He looked at you know a lush land. This, this land looks lush. It looks, yes, this, this is a place I can take, you know, my cattle. Here we can, <laughs> he doesn't know that this wealthy, this wealthy, you know, in Mughal called Abram, this wealthy man. Abram was so wealthy that the people, the people of his day, the Chaldean, they know him as a wealthy man. But hey, this guy is sighted. He had prophetic sight. 
This guy was tracking God. So let's, let's understand the balance of the things of the spirit. You can be wealthy. Amen. Because God has a plan for that wealth. And God knows that, listen to this, and God knows that you are a good steward. The reason why certain people will never enter into wealth, the kind of financial wealth that they are seeking for, is because they have not proven themselves worthy steward before God. That 10,000 God gave to you, how did you use it? And then you're asking for 100,000. That 100,000 God gave you, how did you use it? Then you're asking for a million. You think God, God believes in waste? Do you think, you think wealth is, is about wearing nice shining suit? Everything is looking like somebody coming from Hollywood. You think that's what defines wealth? We still do not understand the ways of the kingdom. We think wealth is to flaunt it. If I flaunt it. No, flaunting it basically is to prove to people that you're better than them. And that's not the definition of wealth. Wealth, hallelujah, is given to us to empower, to lift people up, to encourage, to push people into destiny. To make people, hallelujah, feel, yes, I finally have something that will make me become what amen, I, 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 you know, I, I've, I've been given, what I have the potential. There are a lot of people that have potential to do things, but they cannot do it because they need encouragement. They just need somebody to push them. They just need a hand to say, yeah, not, 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 not this kind of money that governments, you know, and the banks are saying will give to people, you know, who are, who are, who are caught in this uh, uh, corona issue. No, no, that's not the, this, this is going to put the people more amen, in debt. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about really helping people that when they look back, they can say thank you. You know, I've got a, I've got a brother, he's in Malaysia. I can, in fact, it's just that I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm using my phone. I would have, you know, read out this, this, the message he sent to me not too long ago, a few days ago. This brother was in Nigeria. He used to, I mean, this brother went through suffering, suffering. Guess what? He left from one state. To Lagos where I was and I'm sure I don't know him from Adams he, he just walked into you know one uh, church one day and he told me his problem said look uh, man of God this is it I've been suffering I, I need a place to stay I, I don't know him from Adam I took him into my house he was living with me and I realized this guy's got he's got skill I mean he opened he opened at you know at the time he started you know a computer school in fact I went to his computer school I'm into graphics I learned I learned graphic in his school graphic design I learned graphic design in his school before I went to Bible school or was it before or after I think I, I think I already come back from Bible school because I already pastored so this, I, I just I just assist this guy and that was it that was all I did I assisted him and he also assisted me because I learned some things from him. But guess what? This guy finally was able to make it to, you know, to Malaysia. He's, he's living in Malaysia now. And this guy sent me a message. The first thing he sent to me, he said, you know what? I want to thank you for all that you've done for me. So what did I do? He says, he said, when, when I was homeless, I have no place to live. He said, you took me in when nobody wanted to take me in. You know, I could do that because I know what it means to be homeless because I've been homeless before. I've been on the street looking for where am I going to put my, my head. Not because I, I, I came from a very a poor home. No, I came from a very good home. But circumstance just made it that this is my path. And sometimes providence will allow us to go through certain things because of where they're leading you to. And because of the kind of people that will be bringing into your life that you will have to influence them. You see, when I was going through all that, I thought God 
this is the end of my life. But you see, it was a passage for me to learn. Sometimes they will let us go through certain things, amen, to, to adjust our humanity so that when we begin to function in the, in the things of the spirit, we will function in that order, amen, through the lens view, amen, of, of our humanity. Our, some of us, our humanity is not, is not calibrated, all right? Somebody, somebody is in need. He said, uh, let me go pray. Uh, wait on the Lord. Let me see what God is saying. <laughs> somebody is in need. You say, let me go ask God first. Excuse me? Do you need to go have... Ask God to, to help somebody in need. The guy said, I'm hungry. I need food. You say, let me go pray in tongues. for. Let me see what the Lord is saying. The Bible says, whatsoever is in your position to do, do it. I help this brother. And this brother today is sending me, he, he sent me a video clip of what he's doing. This guy just, he, he, he pieces the old laptop and he's fixing it. That's what he's been doing. I said, look, you, you, Ken, you're going to make it. Because I know, what you, I know what you can do. This guy is teaching them coding. He's teaching them all of this computer. This guy is a computer guy. He's an IT guy. I said, just go ahead. God, just keep doing what. Listen, I'd never for one day ask him, please send me money. Never. Because then he will be repaying, he will be repaying me what I did for him. No, no. God is my reward. God is my rule. And we have to understand this thing. What am I saying? I'm talking about the foundation that lays the right template for us to grow in the things of the spirit. Because listen to this. You want to walk in the prophetic, but already, amen, your attitude, your belief system is already compromised. The environment that defines your spiritual growth has been corrupt, has been compromised. So whatever they pour into that thing, whatever they give to you, you will use it as a weapon. You will use it, you will use it as a leverage. Is that not what we're doing? Somebody says the reason why you are sick on the bed is because you did not give prophetic, prophetic offering. Isn't that wickedness? Isn't that wickedness? That we use the prophetic as a leverage to make money. We use the prophetic, you know, as, as, as if the prophetic is some, you know, I don't know what to call it. It's like a special, a special, you know, office that God gives to men of God to make money. The prophetic is not a, it's not, it's, it's, it's not the money printing, amen, gift. And the prophetic is not divination. All right. You can function in the prophetic, amen, and never be able to tell people what is going to happen tomorrow. Yet God has positioned you as a prophet that is building, that is empowering, that is encouraging, that is strengthening people. So first of all, I think the Lord is, is knocking off the wrong order, the wrong beliefs, the false belief system, amen, that we have imbibed as the prophetic. Because today when somebody think of prophetic, when they say prophet, you, the first person you, you think of is T.B. Joshua. Who told you T.B. Joshua is a prophet? He's a diviner. Who told you Bushiri is a prophet? They are diviners. The spirit of divination is what these people use. So the, the fact, somebody said, oh, I'm so blessed. When I met this person, this person told me everything about my life. Wow, what a prophet. You're the most blind person. Because a diviner can do that. Witches and wizards, they do that. <laughs> Witches and wizards will tell you. They will tell you things. Come on. We are, many of us are from Africa, if, if not all of us watching. 
Meaning that, amen, we've seen certain things. I was telling us a few days ago, there's this group, there's this uh, um, set of, uh, what do you call them now? It's like a special squad, a special squad, a special force in Nigeria. These people are supposed to be, you know, uh, uh, um, almost like to, to compliment the police. The, the, the one to compliment the Nigerian police. But this is from, you know, uh, what you call the Western, you know, the, the Western state. So this is like a special force because they feel that, you know, te uh, the terrorists, of course, are attacking a lot of Nigerians. They're killing so these guys, you know, decide to form this special squad. Okay. But guess what? This special squad came from a group of people that used to be known as hunters. You know, hunters in those days in Nigeria, you know, of course they used to have that long gun. I don't know if you have them here in South Africa, but they used to, you know, they've got these special long guns that they used back in those days. And these hunters, I mean, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think my great-grandfather was a hunter. But these are not just ordinary hunters that just kill animals. These are hunters that are, are you know, are well equipped with diabolic powers. When they, when, listen to this. And when you shoot them, the bullet don't penetrate them. And I know a lot of you think, oh, this is not real. You better believe it's real. <laughs> you better believe it. You better believe it is real. Some of them, amen, you try to chop them with knife. It doesn't penetrate. Listen, don't let nobody tell you it's not real. There are powers in high places. You better believe it. You better believe it. When Moses, amen, went to the palace of pharaoh with his own rod and stick thinking yes i'm going to show them who is the boss <laughs> bible says he threw down amen he he, he threw his, his his rod down the thing becomes snake <laughs> and moses said uh, pharaoh said is that all you can do he called his guy he said show moses that we also we've got power in our places which power were they tapping into Because some of the things that we have been told is, no, th these powers are not real. They're, they're real. It's just the fact that they tap into amen, the, 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 the illegitimate aspect. There are powers. There are powers in high places. After all, the Bible to told us amen, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The Bible says we wrestle against amen, spiritual wickedness in high places. The Bible talks about authorities in high places. Authorities. Rulers of darkness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Are you think, do you think those people are just joking there? They're just playing around in, in the realm of the spirit. No. They, they can influence what people do. Listen. I was watching. I, I'm, if, I, if I can track that video. I'm going to track this video. And I'm going to put it on my side so you can see now, these people that I was telling you about, these hunters, who are, are, have, they've now, you know, brought into this uh, uh, new security clusters that are going to assist in protecting the people. So, they, you know, they, they, are, they are in their performance, you know, trying to, you know, charge themselves up, you know. These hunters, oh, they've now given them uniform. They've given them vehicles. They've given them guns. and power. But guess what? This will, uh, they are still depending on their magic power. This is, what I, this is what I'm trying to bring out. They're still depending on their magic power because I want you to understand that they are diviners. And listen to this. I don't want to go deep into that, but I want you to understand that there are people operating in the spirit of divination and the spirit of divination. In fact, many people who go to church have, have been under this spell. That's why they ask you, bring your money, you just give it. 
when they say bring your bring your husband you bring your husband they say bring your son you bring your son bring your wife you bring your wife whatever they you just bring it it's like you you it's like they've cast a spell on you and indeed that's what they do they cast a spell this man of god they cast a spell I still remember back in those days, I'm going to come back to this, I'm going to finish this story, but I still remember this particular man of God back in those days. You know, uh, uh, he just got coronated into this bishop bishopric office. I mean, his church used to be about two houses away from where I live. And just because he believed now he's a bishop, they give him a cap, they give him this ring. And of course, I already had known about all of these things. All those rings they wear, don't let nobody deceive you, those rings are loaded with power. If they lay hands on you with those rings, particularly the ones that are very diabolic, I'm telling you, you're going to follow them. Or they, 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 they give you the ring for you to kiss. They do that now. It's not only the Catholic Church, Charismatic Pentecostal Church. They do it. You must bow down. You must portray. And this guy, you know, <laughs> he's stretching his, his ring to me. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, what are you trying to do now? You know, I was so, I was so angry in my spirit that... I thank God that I didn't give him, a, you know, the fivefold ministry. I, I'm not sure you know what the fivefold ministry is, <laughs> because I'm like, what? But you see, that is how they manipulate. This younger, younger, no, he's trying to test his power with me. And I looked at him. I said, I will break your fingers before I lay my hands on you. Then you go tell those people that, no, you met somebody who, whose, whose position in the spirit is bigger than yours. Yes, <laughs> I will first break that finger where that ring is. <laughs> then I lay my hands on him. Because these people, that's how they manipulate. Before you know it, you know, you start following them. You start, many people who, I'm, I'm sorry to say, for those who are into sonship, father, listen, there is a biblical aspect, but more, most of the people who do that, many of them have been manipulated. That's why you would discover that when you finally leave those places, it's like a spell. You've, 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 you, 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 a spell has been removed. You've been free. You've been delivered. Yes. You wonder, God, my, yes, all the while you've been under the spell. So this, this, this guys, this group of people that are supposed to be, you know, are supposed to be free. Excuse me, they're supposed to be uh, 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 helping the community. So they're, you know, they're showing the video of how these guys got prepared. Friends, before God and man, I watched this video. This is not, this is not, uh, uh, this is not Photoshop. This man was sitting on the fire. He was laying on the fire burning, cold fire. He laid on the fire. He, I mean, and it's not like you, you know, you sit, you jump. No, he, he, he sat down. He sat down. You know, he dancing. He was dancing. At this time, he's in another realm. He is in another. Oh, horrible Shanda. The church is too weak. This guy sat down. He rolled. They beaten. They, they summoning all those demons. This guy, he was sitting, and I'm looking at this, and I said, Lord Jesus, have mercy. This is where you say, Lord, I plead the blood. <laughs> <laughs> as a lord there are powers in high places these guys are ready to go fight the terror the terrorist because listen to this those terrorists too you think they're just depending on uh the, the guns no no there are there are certain parts of the quran that the court that makes them look invisible that even when the, 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 the government comes with their gun and you shoot them, some of them, they, the, 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 the guns don't penetrate them because they know what they do. 
You don't you understand that the terrorists they also they, they also you know cook themselves they, they they prepare themselves they engage in spiritual diabolic powers This is the reason why they can go into the church and do because those churches are weak Ever before this thing began to happen and bombing church in Nigeria, I said it. I told the people, a day's going to come. You're going to be having people walking into the church and throwing bombs there because of the iniquity and the blindness and the weakness of the church. Let me see the church that I'm passing that one ungodly terrorist will come there say wants to blow the place. When he steps into that church, he will melt there. He will become like a zombie because the power of God will arrest him. That's the kind of church we want to hear. And that is what will bring testimony to the things of God. So when I watch this, I say, Lord Jesus, this is, this is power in high places. We're not afraid of them, but guess what? We recognize them. We recognize those power, but we're not afraid of them. So if you're talking about the things of God, the things of the kingdom, I'm saying that thing must rest on a well. You see, those people, they've sold their soul to the past of darkness. You have not sold your soul, but you will also you, you have also not committed your life to Jesus Christ. So you are just lukewarm. You become amen, a soft target, a soft spot. If you want to serve the devil, go all out and serve him. Commit yourself totally to him. And if you want to serve God, you have to totally yield yourself and commit yourself so that when the devil comes, he has nothing. The Bible said the prince of this world comes, he finds nothing of himself in me. Because when the devil comes, he's looking for things. Is there, does this man carry my stuff? Is he affiliated to me? Because we can be affiliated to the devil and we still say, hallelujah, Jesus is Lord, praise God. The devil said, that one, leave him alone. Look for the one that is really pursuing God. This one that is between God and me, living this one, you can't be between God and the devil. He, he knows that you, he, you, you belong to him. The prince of this world comes and found nothing of himself in me. This is what Jesus said with his own mouth. He found nothing of himself in me. If the devil comes to you, amen, will he find his goods in your life? Will he find something that, that connects to him? Will he find something that he can bridge? Will he find something that he can ride into, amen, your space? Or will, he, or will they say to him, sorry, there is no room. All the rooms are occupied. Are you getting what I'm saying, friends? Because these are important value standards that we must amen, build on. So that when there are things in our life that are not in alignment with the will of God, let's deal with it. Let's yield to it. Let's not try to manipulate. Let's not make people feel like they're not worthy because amen, they know better than us. No. Learn the things you need to learn and move on to the next reality. Because God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. There are ways in the things of the prophetic. There are thoughts in the things of the prophetic. There are ways in the things of the kingdom. When you talk about handling the apostolic ministry, there are ways of God. There are thoughts of God. Hallelujah. There are pathways. There are things we've got to understand. We've got to surrender and submit to that makes those things effectively and effectually work in our life. Less we're dealing with the things of God, but we're using compromised values. We're using compromised, you know, uh, 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 principles. We're using amen, things that are not in alignment with divine standard. We're using things that are, you know, that, 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 that belongs to the devil to want to do the things of God. You see, when you, when you think of, you know, God and his thing, and all you think about is just results. 
then your, your idea, your idea of the things of the kingdom is not balanced. Because, yes, result is good, but God is never fixative on result. God is fixative on the process. If you think of result, it's just result. Just get the result. <laughs> no, sorry. You miss God. That's not God. God is never, you see, God can use anything to get anything. <laughs> God can use anything to do whatever he wants to do. When it comes to his kingdom, listen, God uses the process and the principle that has been established by Christ. See, God can use a Muslim. God can use an Hindu. God can use, he can use rain. He can use water. He can use wind. He can use corona. He can use anything. He can use plague. He can use thunder. He can use lightning. He can use, you know, tsunami. God can use Obama. He can use, you know, uh, uh, Donald Trump. He can use, you know, Dalai Lama. He can use, God can use anyone and anything he feels he needs to use to pass something across, to give a message, or to establish anything. God is using, you know, uh, uh, and that's a mistake. When God is using certain people, we think the fact that because God is using those people, it means those people are approved of him. No, it doesn't mean that. It just, it just means that everything to God are vessels of instruments. Yet there is a vessel that the Bible says, if a man will purge himself from this thing, it shall be a vessel meat. Those other vessels don't have to be meat. They're just instruments. <laughs> They're just instrument. Amen. God had to use a donkey to speak to a prophet that will not listen. A donkey spoke. <laughs> you understand? A donkey spoke. God used a whale. Amen. To you know to carry a, a, a you know a prophet that will that, that you know that desire that, de that decide to do his own thing, that decide to go you know an, in, in, in a different direction. God will use anything. God will use a camel. God will use anything because all things are created by him and for him. But when we come into the kingdom. God is very particular. Heaven is very particular about how you understand the use, your usage, how you understand amen, his principles and his protocol and his values. So don't say, well, God is using me. And therefore, you think that you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you, you will not surrender and succumb, amen, to the values and the principles of God. No, they will use you and discard you. So being used of God, it's not a prerequisite to being approved by God. Are you getting the point that I'm making? If you really want to be used of God, you have to yield totally to the principle. Every aspect of self must be dead. Every aspect of, you see, I got to this point. I can say this because the Lord brought me to this point. When, when I realize that it's not just about God using me, but about God actually, you know, resting in me, taking his residence in me. When I realize that Jesus was able to do the things that he did because he yielded himself, he surrendered himself to him that is able to save him. When, when I realized that, you know, the ways of Jesus, the way the Lord used Jesus Christ, he said, body are prepared for me. When I realized that every aspect of my life, my thoughts, my, my, my idea, my beliefs, you know, my, my background, my parents, the kind of parent God gives to me. So that I don't kill myself and say, because I didn't have this kind of a parent. Because that's the problem with some of us. We're forever in a regret because we have a parent that never gave us X, Y, Z or that, that did not understand the things of God. And so you live in that regret all your life. No, everything that happens to you have a, a program in the calendar of God to prepare you. 
There's a reason why I'm in Nigeria and not from Zimbabwe. There's a reason why I'm in Nigeria and not a South African. There's a reason why I'm in Nigeria, hallelujah, and not an American. There's a reason why you're an American, hallelujah, and not from, you know, uh, uh, Malawi and not from, you know, uh, uh, somewhere else. Every aspect of our life is tagged with divine purpose. Therefore, you are never, you should never be ashamed of your background. As long as your background, amen, is not a detriment, amen, it's not a disadvantage to the purpose of God in your life. There's a reason why you're a man and not a woman. There's a reason why you're a woman. For those people who are trying to change themselves from a man being a woman, it's because their identity, hallelujah, has been compromised. Somebody compromised that identity. For the fact that you're a woman, suddenly you're feeling like be, be, becoming a man. Something happened to you. Somebody damaged you on the inside. All right? Is it that somebody raped you or, you know, or, or, or told you something or did something to you that damaged your identity as a woman? You should, that, that is a, that's an identity you should honor and, and, and respect and, and see that, amen, you, 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 you express the full reality of God's plan and purpose. This is why young people are going crazy today in society because they don't know who they are. They have lost the sense of identity. We need to celebrate womanhood just as we need to celebrate manhood. That these two are not, are not, are not fighting each other because that's, that's the message that society and the government are preaching. No, men hate women. No, women hate men. Let's not listen to that ungodly music they're playing to us. It's time we teach the world system and say, do you know that as God make, make you as a woman, you are the best. He has a plan. He has a purpose. Amen. For giving you that gender. You don't want to change your gender because changing your gender means you're changing your destiny. You're changing your identity. There's something that you can do as a woman that a man will never be able to do. And there's something you will do as a man that a woman will never be able to do. We've got to, that's why, amen, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are different, yet three in one. Come on. These are all part of what we must understand in the prophetic because you, in the prophetic you will meet somebody who is struggling with with gender i don't know i'm between two today i feel like a man tomorrow i feel like a woman you 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 need to have that prophetic insight into that person's you know life and then you know how to you know use the skill of one that have been developed spiritually in wisdom to minister to such a person that it's not it's not the death sentence it's not the end of your life we can help you but you need to have sight into that nature. You need to know God's divine intention. You need to know the ways of God. That listen, God, 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 God doesn't change his mind. God is not schizophrenic. You know, today he decides, okay, uh, you can be man. Tomorrow you can be woman. No, 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 no. God is not like that. Amen. God has made you a woman. You might have gone through abuse as a woman. You might have been misused. You might have been shattered. You might have been broken. But it still doesn't change that you're a woman. You don't want to be a man. I don't want to be, listen to this, I don't want to be a woman for anything. Maybe you have friends who are going through a lot of things. And they tell you men are, men are shit, men are evil, men are this because of what they did. Maybe even your father raped you. And because of what that man did, that experience made you to hate all men. You don't have to. 
You don't have to hate all men because somebody violated you, because somebody, you know, you know, seek to destroy your, your true identity. Your true identity is locked in Christ. Your, your true identity, hallelujah, is neither male nor female. Listen to this. You being a male, hallelujah, is part of your assignment. Oh, God is speaking to somebody. You being a female is part of your assignment. Amen. You being the kind of person that you are is part of God's program for your life. All of the things that happened, the devil might have meant it to be evil, but God turns things around. Amen. For his, listen to this. If I never went through the things that I went through in life, do you think I will have the kind of sight that I have today? Do you think I'll be able to preach of this kind of... Somebody say, where's that guy? That guy has debt. Debt came through sacrifice, came through pain. Came through seasons of weeping and crying and asking God questions and waiting impatiently for the right answer. You want to go on with God. You want to go deep in the things of God. You have to go the way of the... He who descended first was the one that first did what? Ascended. Excuse me, descended. To use to ascend, you have to first, you know, descend down to the lower part of the earth. That's what the Bible says. That's a place nobody wants to go. When you ask yourself all kinds of questions... There's been part of my life growing up as a teenager that I had to walk on the street for hours without food. And I just heard, you know, sound, you know, because in my place in Nigeria, you know, my people, they love flashy things. So <laughs> there's a party going on and the noise and I was so hungry. I just went there and just sat among the people so that I can get a meal of food. That was how bad things was for me back then. I just sat there. They had to give me food. When I finished the food, I, I, I you know, I, I asked for more. Put it in a, you know, a cellophane bag. And then I had to continue my journey. You walk for three hours. I walk for three hours. I remember back in those days. And this time I'd given my life to Jesus. Because I was, I gave my life to Jesus at the early stage as a teenager. I walked for three hours. Sometimes if, if nobody can pick me. I walked three hours to home. On my feet. I walked three hours to get home. But you see, those are all part of you. When you're going through things in life, you don't understand. God is speaking to somebody. Uh, let me speak. Let me, let me speak. God, when, you, when God takes you through certain things in life, when I have to wake up 4 a.m., sometimes 3, you know, 3.30 a.m., just to make sure that the, the house and the compound is ready because I have to sweep. Back in those days, you have to sweep the whole compound. It's like, you know, you, you take three three you know buildings together back in those days you know the houses are big i have to wake up in in a place called joss plateau nigeria very cold i have to wake up in the morning you must see blisters in my leg because i have no shoe i have to walk and and clean the house and do all the dishes the water is freezing cold there's nothing like you're washing with you know hot water i have to go through all of that and then by the time i get to school i'm sleeping <laughs> and that, that's part of you know maybe the reason why I wasn't that sharp before I then discovered that oh I've got this dyslexia I didn't even know that I've got I don't know anything called dyslexia I just live life <laughs> who knows dyslexia you see you go through all of that it's all part of Joseph being Joseph being shaped being prepared one day to become a prince everybody wants to be a prince but nobody wants to go through the prison but if you're going to be a Joseph you're going to be a prince in Egypt. 
You're going to be a prince. Listen to this. They will take you through certain process. They will take you through certain hallelujah path that will, that will build humanity in you. It will build you up. Listen to this. You will go through pain. You will go through bitterness. You will go through hatred. Yes, the Lord will allow you to go through all of that. Then you will come to a point where you begin to learn the power of forgiveness. Then you begin to love, amen, people. You see them. You see what changed my life? There's a word God gave to me years back. He said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. I said, Lord, he said, yes. He said, those people that did these things, they didn't know what they were doing. I said, what do you mean? He said, can't you see that they were blind? I said, how can somebody be blind? Can't you see the things they did to me? No, the Lord said, no, they were blind. If they were not blind, they wouldn't do those things to you. But they did those things, all right, as part of what I have allowed to prepare you. You see, the kind of heart you have today. The kind of desire you have today to want to see people free, to want to see people get healed, to want to see people get delivered. Yes, if I didn't take you through all of that, you will never have. You see, some people will never understand hunger because they've never been hungry before. So when you talk about helping people and giving people food and you know assisting people, they can't comprehend it because all their life they've lived in a in a in a, in, a, in an environment where there was so much food. You understand? They go to bed with food. They they wake up in the morning. You know the 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 the, the, the male servant and the filmer. They, everything is ready. Food is ready. The driver is there to take them. You see, and there's nothing wrong with that. But guess what? For them to enter into the scope of life, God will have to take them to a place called the breaking. They will have their own breaking. Or, or else they will be looking at every other person when you tell them, please, can I have 100 rand? They'll be wondering, why would you be needing 100 rand? For what? You say, for food. For food? They can't comprehend it. They can't comprehend it. It's like somebody say, you know, life in the prison is hard. And I say, well, I know. How would I know? Because I've never been at the backside of the prison before. I need to be there to experience it. <laughs> yeah, are you getting what I'm talking about? Certain things you would never know because you've never experienced it. So when somebody's talking about that thing, don't say you know. You don't know. The best you can do, amen, is to, is to sympathize or empathize with the people. But you don't know you because you've never been through. I mean, I don't know what it means, to, you know, to, you know, to, you know to, to face certain challenges in life. Because I've never, but when it comes to certain things... I know those things because I've been there. I've experienced it. That's why they said we were with Jesus on the mountain. They said we were with him. Amen. We saw these things. We, 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 we touched these things. We felt what he felt. We were with him. They have experience. That's what I'm talking about. Many of us want to handle the things of God, but we don't have spiritual experience. All we have is theory. All we have is theory, theory, and theory cannot produce life. You must, hallelujah, have experience. And sometimes experience means they will take you through, you know, certain, you know, uh, uh, difficulties. Yes, you have to go through it. You know, the cross is an experience. You, you can't have a knowledge of the cross. You have to experience the cross. Have you seen that the cross is not just a revelation? You have to carry, you have to carry the wood. <laughs> you have to carry it. Amen. When you carry, somebody will have to nail you to the cross. Hello? Did you hear what I just said? Somebody will have to nail you to the cross. You can't nail, nail yourself to the cross. God will use people. God will use, you know, men of God. God will use circumstances. God will use challenges. God will use, you know, sometimes God can use sickness. Somebody said, 
No, God is not in all that. That's because you don't understand the things of God. When you, when you understand the things of God from kingdom, God can use anything to get our attention. God can use anything to bring us to the breaking. God can use anything to bring us to knowledge, to bring us to life. God can use anything and anyone. You don't know. Anything and anyone to bring you to an awakening. There are things today that I know. There are things that we have written. People say, but how did you touch these things? How? Men of God asking me, how did you know these things? Experience. Experience. All of the things that I'm sharing with you, they're born out of experience. Experience. This material is born out of experience. This is not scattering through the internet and drawing from everybody. No, no, no. This, is, this came from me. Death of the heart. Hours of prayer and prayer. You pray. You pray. You pray. Tears dropping your eyes. And then you, you see the snuff. The snuff come from here to here. The one from here. I don't talk about that. I'm talking about experience. Experience. You cry and pray and cry and pray and cry and pray and feel the burden from burden. You feel pain from pain. You feel anger from anger. You've, you've come to you know passion from passion. You come to compassion. All of that all mingle is part of the way of the making of the spirit of an intercessor. We take you all through that. You learn what, what the ministry of loneliness can do. What the ministry of isolation can do. All of this thing that you pray, God, God forbid, this will never happen to me. Ah, you, you are not ready for the things of God. Because you are not the one that selects your process. You didn't hear me? When God, is, when God wants to use you as a powerful woman of God, when God wants to use you as a powerful man of God, you don't select your own process. They select it for you. Because they know you. The same thing you don't want to eat are the very thing that are going to make you eat. Remember we read that this morning. <laughs> they say, you know, Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, no, no, I'm never going to. They say, you don't understand. You don't call unclean the things. They will take you through. They say, Peter, Peter, a day is going to come. They will lead you to the place you don't want to go. You have to learn to submit and surrender. Go. Because it's all part of the process of the journey. I'm talking about the prophetic. I'm laying a foundation for you. If all you ever hear about the prophetic are the things that I'm talking right now, they're good enough. Because whatever is built upon this kind of understanding will stay. You see, you will not be running. They won't hit you and you start running. You, when they hit you and you feel the pain, you say, Ay, that's painful. <laughs> they say, that's painful. And I say, is it painful? He said, do you feel like crying? I said, but yes, but they say I mustn't cry. Say, nah, you can cry, but don't run. Stay there. Stay there. Is that what Jesus said? You see, a man who takes the, the, the words of Christ without the process of death will think Jesus is just, <laughs> this guy is not real. How can somebody give you a slap on one side? You say, turn the cheek. Who turns the cheek? Who turns the other cheek? In this world we're living in? No way. You know why you can say that? 
because you're not dead yet. The words of Jesus are not meant for, you know, carnal people. They are meant for people who want to embrace the same path that he walked. Don't run. Uh-uh, you can't run. Why would you want to run? If you run, you have, you have abort the process. You abort the process. They give you one. Why? Say, Lord, hey, this aches. He said, it aches. How do you feel? I feel angry. I feel like hitting my, replying back. The Lord said, but don't reply because if you reply, you will have to get another one. <laughs> Until you learn to say, Lord, I feel the pain. Help me to bear it for the sake of the cross. You won't hear this on the pulpit. When Adam dies, then heaven opens up and they begin to pour the life of the new man in you. Then the same people who slap you, they come and bow the knees to you. And then you say, get up, stand up. You meant it to be evil. But God used it to train me. I'm a better man. I'm a better person. Now the glory of God rests and resides in me. I'm a carrier of God. The ways of God. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways. We all have our own ways. Neither are your ways. My ways declares the Lord. As the heavens... That's an order. That's a pattern of existence. That is a system. Heaven is a system. It's a pattern of living. It's a way of examining things, looking at things. Heaven, heaven and earth are two different order. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts than your thoughts. You can choose. Do you want to choose the way of heaven or you want to cho choose the way your own way, the way of the world, the way of the wisdom, the way amen, of, of the tree of the, of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Is that what you want? Or you want the way of the tree of life? Then the whole world will call you crazy, stupid, blind, kill joy, give you all kinds of names. But you say, well, time will judge. Hallelujah. Are you getting this, friends? We can choose to be Saul. Powerful, but insecure. A king, but oppressed like a child. Or we can choose to have someone like David, whose heart is after God, but had nothing to show for it, than the fact that he's a shepherd boy, than the fact that he plays music for God. He sings all by himself at the backside of the wilderness. But he's been chosen. David has been chosen. He didn't even know that he's been chosen. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. Did you hear me? I said David was chosen. He didn't even know that he's been chosen. He was not there when God chose him. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? That you're just doing your own thing. You're just doing your own thing. You're just loving the Lord. 
you're not seeking ministry. I always tell people, if you are forever seeking ministry, I want to do ministry. There's every tendency that you may not be chosen for ministry. There's every, there's an altar of truth that everyone may not choose you. If your heart is always ministry, I just want to do ministry. I just, I just want to. <laughs> but if, if your heart is pursuing God, you're pursuing God. You say, why are you worshiping God? Why are you praying? Why are you seeking? You say, I just want to love God the more. I just want to know more of him. I just want to honor him. I just want to please him. They say, ah, this is a good instrument to be used. Because listen, if you're, if you're seeking to want to be a leader, just to lead people, there is every tendency that you will manipulate people. You will control people. But if you're seeking the leadership spirit, just because you want to fix things, you want to help things, you want to make sure things, there's every tendency that will make you lead people. I'm going to round up here. It all boils down to our hearts. Jesus asked them, why are you following me? <laughs> he said, you guys are following me because I fed you yesterday with fish and bread. Who doesn't like fish and bread? Man shall not live by bread alone. Fish and bread ministry is good. But if that becomes what captures your attention of following Jesus, you would never touch the things of the kingdom. 70%, if not 80, some will even argue, say 90% of the people pursuing God and the ways of God are merely seeking for bread and fish. He asked them, why are you following me? He said, is it because I fed you yesterday with fish and bread? That's why you're coming again. Ah. He said, don't seek for the food that perish. Seek for the food that doesn't perish. When our heart is just to, cap to get a gift. Call it the prophetic. Whatever you want to call that gift. If it's just to get a gift then you will fall this you will fall into the same mistake that the first woman fell in the garden because all she wanted is something that will make her wise he said this is a fruit that will make us wise wisdom does not come by eating the fruit wisdom comes by listening to a person Lord, we thank you. The more your heart pursue the things of God, the more the ways of God becomes established in you. It puts you in a position where you can become more discerning, more effective. Not in just an act, but in a, in a lifestyle. The things of God is a lifestyle. It's not something that we just do. Doing is as a result of a life that has been lived. If you want to do something before the life manifests, 
there's going to be a misrepresentation. Lord, we want to thank you once again this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you for your ways. Thank you for your desire. Thank you for the expressions of your speakings to us. Yes. You're raising for yourself a new order of leaders who will carry the burden of this new day into the place where so many can come and find comfort. Yes, we will have to go on behalf of others. Thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your mind. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for building us. You're building your house. You're building your house. Wisdom is building this house. We are becoming proficient. We are becoming people of understanding. Sight is being restored to us in this new day. We bless your name, O oh God. I thank you, O oh God, for my dear brothers and sisters, everyone that has connected and tuned in, O oh God, to this frequency. May their life, O oh God, indeed continually receive the importation, the revelation, the impartation of this new life in Christ. That when we grow, oh God, we can grow to become all that you have ordained and desire for us. Once again, we remember, oh God, your will, your counsel, your plans, your program, your desire, your intentions for our life. Once again, we look up to Jesus. Yes, our Redeemer, our beginning, our first and our last. We celebrate him this morning, this afternoon. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Guys, thank you so much once again for connecting with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this truth. Please uh, uh, try as much as possible to download the audio, whatever, our, whichever way you listen, either the video or the audio. Please listen again and again and again. Certain things you will not pick today, you'll pick them maybe in two days' time. Some will you pick them in three days' time. That's why sometimes now I'm trying to give us, you know, a gap, right? I don't want to, you know, come all every day. Just to give us a gap, all right? To, to go listen to some of the ones that we have preached. I mean, that's wisdom. Because if we're just receiving and receiving, and we have not had the time to process what we have heard, then uh, the word will be wasted. We don't want to do that, all right? So thank you guys. Please continue to engage God, engage your own life, your own self, and of course, uh, the world in the light of truth that you're receiving. Amen. Thank you, my dear sister uh, uh, Rina. Thank you for connecting. Appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you for those uh, uh, comments. I'm going to read them all. Yeah, amen. You don't select the process. Amen. Yes, nobody selects the process. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, sister Tina. Thank you. Appreciate it. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Frida. Thank you, Frida Jensen. Thank you for connecting. I appreciate it. Amen. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Melvin. Thank you once again. Thank you, Brother Derek. God bless you guys. My dear Brother Giwa. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for taking this time out to connect. Thank you that you have chosen to enrich your spirit because I believe anyone who is connecting with me certainly must want something beyond just the peripherals. Must want something deeper. And of course, the Bible says the deep will always call to the deep like the noise 
of many waters. Thank you all. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and the rest of your day. And let's continue to pray. By the way, I had a vision. I had a vision uh, through the night. I, I thought I was going to share that this this morning, but I forgot. I just want us to take time to, you know, in our own little way, let's pray for our president, uh, Asura Maposa. You know, most time when God, of course, give me a vision, it's always about people in leadership and, you know, all of that. So I had this vision about him. Uh, and and we just need to pray that you know his 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 um, his domestic security is not compromised, particularly those who are who, who are into uh, uh, preparing his food, you know. Yeah, let me, I, I don't want to go into the details, but let's pray, all right, that those that are in charge of his protection, his food, his security, and all of that, all right. That you know the security is not is not uh, um, it's not compromised. Right? Let's pray for his protection. Right? Let's pray for his security guys. You know, let's pray for his family, but particularly for him. Let's pray that God will continue to protect him. Right? We want to frustrate every counsel of the enemy over his life, particularly with food. Right? Let's just put that at, you know at, in the, at the at the back of our mind when we're praying. Let's pray for him. God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I, I know I can trust you. I know you will, you will respond. And that's why I'm sharing this with you. So please, let's do that. Thank you so much, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.